Hey everyone, Austin Swanson here, AKA 24-7, bringing a brand new video on Carlytics and future possibilities, what my vision is for this company, ideas and how engagement, ARPU, ad spend, and total value could all increase for Carlytics. In the last video, I spent a lot of time on the quantitative aspects of why Carlytics or how Carlytics could be worth north of a trillion dollars. And I think when I you know, throw out these numbers and assumptions, people are just like, okay, but this is where Carlytics is at now. I don't see how $100 billion worth of offers can be the channel. Well, that's kind of where I'm going through today. And I'm hoping, you know, between the last write-up and video and this one put together, it starts really painting this picture of what Carlytics could be like. Um, and again, if, if, if Carlytics was there today, there wouldn't be an investment opportunity. This is just showing how long the runway is, how much the room there is to grow, and all the different paths that it can take to get there. Uh, so as a, just a general update, um, I do have other investing ideas. I've been exploring them for some time. Uh, one has been a couple months. The other one has been just a few weeks. I've been uh, mostly putting down my, my notes and thoughts in a write-up form. And so as I get closer and as I you know develop more knowledge about these companies and if they're worth it, I'll post them. Uh, but right now there are much, there's people that are much more knowledgeable about these companies. And so I don't feel like I'm adding anything at this point. So I'm waiting. Uh, and also it's kind of hard to compete right now with Carlytics and it's value to price ratio. And when you compare that to other opportunities, it's like, it, it's just, it's hard to match, right? So you have the, the, the combination of this is just super attractive right now, so I'm still equally excited and I keep thinking of new things like this write-up and all these ideas that I have in here. Um, and I keep finding and learning new things daily. So I just keep, I'm really engaged and I like to keep my focus on where I'm excited at the most uh, because I learn the most and I keep just finding new things, right? And then as it evens out, maybe the other ones become more attractive if, if Carlytics appreciates or the other ones uh, come down even more in price, well then I might start getting equally excited about these other opportunities. And then as I do, I'll share those. So the introduction and the purpose of this uh, write-up and video, I have spent so much time uh, talking about the neobanks and the future possibilities there and the fintechs uh, and DOSH, right? And so I really wanted to focus on the bank channel itself, where we're at right now with the 167 million MAUs, as well as the possibilities once we start getting skew. And I think that's something you know people really haven't thought a whole lot about. I know some people have, absolutely. Uh, but you know, when people were complaining about the purchase price of Bridge because it's a small team uh, and it seemed kind of a high price, I I, <laughs> I think it's going to end up being just kind of like Dosh, where it's just a ridiculous price in relation to what this could do within Carlytics. Um, so the other thing is, is I wanted to go through and think about, you know, my vision for Carlytics, what's possible. Um, there's already a lot of people who put out amazing ideas and what the future can look like. And so I'm not going to repeat those here and I'm not going to try to repeat anything that the company's already talked about. Uh, I might hit on just different ways to think about uh, and suggest new ideas or similar things that people have mentioned, because here's the thing, here's the one thing I even learned today again is by just putting this stuff out there, uh, there was an idea I had regarding the loyalty system, and I'm going to be talking about that here later. And I thought it was just a really lame idea, actually. I, I sat there and I was like, I'll just delete this. This doesn't seem that great for Carlytics. And then literally today, a few hours ago, on my way home, I was like, wait, with, with loyalty, you could do this. And this gets really interesting because even you could have card-linked uh, loyalty systems. Uh, it, it just blew my mind when I started thinking about it. We're going to get into that. But my point was like, oh my goodness, if I didn't keep this in the write-up, uh, I would have never thought of this idea. And so there's probably things in here where at, on the surface, you might even look at this like, this makes no sense. But I'm, my hope is, right, the kind of why I'm doing this is maybe gives other investors a way to think about the company and lead to other ideas um, or in, and also help of just what this company could look like. But it could also help people maybe at Carlytics and be like, hey, that's never something we thought about. So even if the one idea got implemented or even a different idea based on something they heard uh, or got down the chain, then this whole thing was absolutely worth it, right? And it gives advertisers and banks uh, just maybe new ideas or things they never thought about or how they could use this channel. Um, and the last thing is just thinking, again, if you're trying to think about the future, Again, I'm not here. I'm not making some bet where I need Carlytics to go up 100x, right? <laughs> I'd be happy if it just goes up a little bit. Um, I, I do have a position. I'm long, full, full disclosure. And none of this is investment device, uh, advice. But if you want to capture a large portion of the gain, I mean, a mistake people talk about all the time is they sold too early. Well, part of that is maybe they, they don't see past that next iteration of what's possible. And most of the time you can't, right? Think of Apple. You can't think, you know, back in the 80s, what's possible in uh, today, right? 
here I you kind of can and it, and it might be that now that this is possible uh, but I want to just to suggest it to lead to new ideas and just give people an idea of what could happen so some of my favorite things I'm going to talk about just in case you know you want to stop early is card link loyalty the suggestions and then badge notifications so starting out so what are some ideas for high engagement or higher engagement in ARPU? Uh, because if we have higher engagement in the app, you're going to have higher engagement and lower attrition of bank customers. Uh, you're going to have more use of those specific cards and that bank for redeeming offers. And that's what they want. They want you to use their card. Uh, you're going to have more spend at those retailers with the associate offers. You're going to be able to convert customers more. You're going to have more money saved by the MAUs. They're going to be saving more money and more money earned by Cardlytics. Again, you want, you have to have that engagement uh, because if, think of the opposite way, invert the situation. If no one's engaged with the app and no one's looking at the offers, <laughs> I mean, there's just nothing happening, right? And so, I mean, you're, we've heard about all the old stuff of like engagement, utilization will increase as more people move from desktop to, to mobile um, and just digital in general. You have the improved user interface, more offers and more relevant offers from self-service. Um, all of this can lead to also higher ARPU, right? However, what I want to focus on is some of the ideas that haven't really been discussed um, or not fully or just the frame of mind of how Carlos could work. So what I'm going to talk about is the aggregation of offers. Uh, Emma, my wife, read this uh, at, like <laughs> this paper and she's like, you use the word aggregation a lot here. Well, I'm, I meant to. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to talk about aggregation of offers um, and the, the card linked uh, loyalty, the formal individual suggestions, and then additional notifications. Because everyone talks about push. And I think there is even maybe a better notification that no one's talking about. So aggregation of offers. You always hear about you know all these web uh, other apps or companies that are the aggregators, and, and that's why you know like a marketplace, and that's why everyone goes there. All sellers go there, all buyers go there. Well, I I really think that's a way to think about Carlix in the future. Is it's a way where all the offers are going to be. And the first thought, right, and when I'm trying to even just kind of shoot down my own ideas, is like, well, wait, that's that's kind of like Groupon, right? But why Carlytics is better than Groupon for the, the purpose of aggregation only, right, is it's personalized offers based on transactional data, right? If I go to Groupon right now, it's going to just give me every offer, <laughs> just a, a ton of them. Nothing's personalized. Uh, they don't have my transactional data. And then there's the ability for more relevant offers from s stuff such as uh, specific CPG offers from large retailers like Target or Walmart. I mean, I, I'm going to be able to get the, uh, the toothpaste specific based on what kind of toothpaste I bought in the past. Uh, more trust. You're using a, your bank where you're keeping your money, presumably, or, or you trust it with other information. And there's no need to download a second app. You know, you already have your bank app. This is a very central thing to a lot of why I, I like Carlytics so much is it's built on something that everyone has and has to keep. Uh, I've had Groupon in the past and I've deleted it, right? If I want it again, I have to go on their website or I have to go, uh, I have to seek that out instead of being somewhere that I already have. Uh, so this vision of aggregation gets really interesting and like I just want to throw this picture out right is I just find it really fascinating where you it's almost like aggregating all stores as well right and so Cardlytics already showed in their, their demo like this this little spot here of Kroger HAB there was Walmart and so it's like you have this one spot right it aggregates all these stores in one area that you could click and search and it's just those offers right in a nice clean way and I just think it's almost like a storefront, right? I mean, I mean, I, I get that you're probably like this. You're just you're you're reaching so far here. But again, that's kind of the purpose of this, right? But you have these individual storefronts that you're seeking out, going and shopping all in one spot with with the best offers that are relevant to you. And so, and I'm gonna get into why this gets really interesting. I'll just throw it out. I mean, what starts getting interesting is if you could start just adding individual SKU items within the app and then add them to a cart and check out. I mean, that would be amazing. Right, and I'll, I'm gonna get more specific later, uh, but that would that would save so many things. You wouldn't have to add them to your car or add them to your card, and then go to the store and remember which items you looked at. Um, you could order it right away and go pick it up, or they could deliver it to you. So it increases the probability someone converts on all these offers. Right, it it could get really interesting here. So we'll keep going. So the aggregation aspect, um, I just it. it it gets really interesting. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you combine this with the ability to skew, it becomes more of like a marketplace. Uh, and if you added like a search function, people could go in, search, and find a specific skew. Again, to the toothpaste, I say, hey, I want Crest toothpaste. Um, here's all the offers that are relevant to it, where they're at, uh, the best deal, 
the the ending price. I mean, it's just it's just nice that it's all in one spot with a with someone I trust, like my bank. Bay, and it's more targeted. I mean, there's just there's this could be the best aggregation of offers possible, and we'll get into why this could get really interesting with uh, just shopping in general. So. The other app, so that's more delay the foundation, like, oh, this is good for aggregation. Well, the, the thing that Carlytics hasn't really done with the bank channel and uh, any of the neobanks, but they have with Dosh, is the travel section. There's an there's essentially an aggregation of travel offers. And my wife and I, every time we are traveling uh, and we need a hotel, we look at Dosh first because most of the time the offers have been better. And I don't know all the specifics with... Uh, or the economics of these offers, right? If, if they're the same as other offers or not. But what gets interesting is we associate in our head like, oh, that's where the best offers are. If you go to another aggregator for uh, travel, most of the time they're not the best deals. It's just the aggregation of all offers, right? And so the other aspect, and this is kind of why I was mentioning the aggregation the other uh, up above with everything, is you don't have to have that second app. You don't have to have a, a Travago or another travel app. You can have it all, everything, for everything shopping related uh, or purchase behavior or any purchase in one app, you could go and say, oh, I'll also buy all my travel or, or order my travel, order my travel, book my traveling needs all within my bank app, right? And somewhere I trust and it's I'm associating it with the best offers possible. Um, and so it just gets interesting. And those are higher ARPU amounts. So again, why this is better than other travel websites, aggregation of only travel deals, not simply just all available deals. There's that level of trust. I don't have to go to another bank or another website that I've never heard of. And there's just that less friction. It's just already an app I already have. I don't have to go somewhere else. So, okay. Those are really general, right? <laughs> uh, I know I spent a lot of time with this, but I just, I, this, this is where I started getting really interesting. And this is, and maybe this kind of complete, maybe for the other things were like, this doesn't make sense. I don't get this whole aggregation aspect. This is where maybe this kind of hits this home is the aggregation of loyalty systems. Everyone need all these people are doing loyalty systems. Walmart, Target, my gas station, my uh, theater. I'm trying to think of all the one the different ones that I've I've had to do. Like there's tons of these people that want you to download their app and then they'll try to send you emails, they'll send you push notifications, all these things. And guess what happens? It just gets lost to the noise because there's all these different ones. It becomes spam. You don't want it. That's not why you're there. Uh, and so my thought was, I, it, it, here was a very good comparison. I was talking about somebody, somebody with this in the past. So they're saying, okay, let's say this is the perfect conversion app where if I get converted to this new pizza place, right? Pizza place keeps giving me an offer and I start going there and I, and I go there all the time. Right. The thing is, with their offers, if I start drifting off somewhere else, they're like, well, we own them. They're in our loyalty system. We'll just give them offers here. Right. We don't have to pay for Carlytics anymore. The thing is, is I get offers from that pizza place now through my email, through push notifications, and I ignore them because they're so annoying. Right. Uh, because I don't want them. But if I, if I got a bank notification, and we're going to talk about some, how they can do this even better than push notifications. I'm just more receptive of it. Or if I'm going into the offer section and I see it, it's like, oh, I'm going there to look at the offers. But the other hard aspect of this is, one, they needed me to download the app. Uh, they needed me to sign up for the app. And then it's like, I have all these different loyalty apps. And it just gets so, it gets hard to remember which ones you have. There gets to be too many of them. Uh, and you just can't keep track of them, right? So everybody could benefit if you could put all the loyalty systems or uh, a attach your loyalty system in one central place, which could be in this bank app. And so the banks benefit because you're storing all your information, your loyalty system in one place. You're not gonna wanna go to a new bank because you're like, well, I already put all my loyalty in here. Um, and I'm gonna get into one other really interesting aspect, uh, but the, I'll just get into it. I mean, what, what I started really thinking about that I've never thought about before, and there's a lot more here that you can get into, but, uh, and read the, the write-up, there'll be the link down below. Uh, but is card link loyalty. And this is the thing. I, I, I thought, I was like, oh, did I just come up with a term? I search it. No. <laughs> There's companies that are doing this. But card links has huge advantages. And so what you could do is you could essentially say, hey, we only need one ID number for like for a loyalty system, any place. So like even a local small uh, restaurant. And if you give them that ID, maybe it's their phone number, um, and they can attach it to their card. Then if they go to their bank app and put in their phone number, their ID or whatever, their, their card is linked to that loyalty system, right? And so you could always, the, the where I, why I started thinking about this is like Buffalo Wings, right? I have the app for their loyalty program, uh, but the way that it works for their loyalty is very inefficient, 
where because there's not like Starbucks where you have to scan the QR code and use their app to pay and all these other things instead of just swiping the card because it won't know that it can't connect the two. And same thing with Buffalo Wild Wings, it can't connect the two. With Buffalo Wild Wings, you have to write your phone number down and then they have to enter the phone number. Um, it's just very inefficient, uh, takes time. And so for everyone, it'd be so much better if I still have my loyalty system, right? If it was attached to my card, if I use that card, right? Now I'm, I'm have loyalty not only to that uh, to that retailer, to that restaurant, but I also have it to the bank with that card because I, I link them together. Um, <laughs> it just gets so interesting. And so the other aspect of this is if you could integrate the loyalty aspect within Chase offers. So just to, I just don't want to forget about any of these things that I've been thinking about, but like you could say, okay, you have Buffalo All Wings 10% off and you have Chick-fil-A. I mean, that's an awful comparison. What's a better one? Uh, Starbucks 5% off and then uh, Dunkin' Donuts, 10% off. So on the same dollar item, you might be saying, oh, that Dunkin' Donuts is a much better deal. But the loyalty system's hooked up to there, right? It could say, well, you have enough stars or enough redemption amount that your purchase price is gonna be even lower on Starbucks. And so you, I mean, I don't know if this is exactly how you want to do all this uh, or why there might be trade-offs of everything here, but it could, it, it'd be like, oh, well, I might as well use Starbucks. So Dunkin' Donuts is like, okay, well, it almost evens the playing field because Dunkin's like, well, if we really want to convert this person, we're going to have to surpass that and get them to come over here, right? And so, but it, oh, it just could get so interesting with all this stuff. So essentially, you could see the loyalty points and the points building up within the app. And <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's possible. Don't know if it's needed. But I just thought, I mean, you have all these customers here. And, and here's the other thing. You might say, this can't happen. Chase right now, if I go through to their Chase travel section and I try to book a flight or a hotel, there are spots to put in my, my loyalty information to get those points when I'm checking out through Chase. So you can do that. Um, and then the other aspect of, of inverting the situation, uh, Chase does talk to people like Amazon, and I should be able to talk about this later, where if I have Chase points and I'm on Amazon, it'll, it'll automatically hook up and show my points. So I just want to do the in, inverse of it if I had loyalty points, it would show in Chase. So. I, that, that's, I just thought about that today. Maybe it doesn't work, but I throw this out because maybe it leads to uh, something else. So feel free to read this else. Because the reason I started thinking about this was maybe there could be different kind of offers where instead of it's just 10% off this order, it's like, hey, buy one, get one free. Like, especially on a SKU level item. Or on your 10th uh, lot, you buy non-lot non get the 10th free. Like, you could, and then it's like that offer. It's like, oh, wow, I, I, I see that offer there constantly and I keep buying, buying, buying. Now I got the free one. So you could initiate loyalty or try to create an incentivized loyalty rather than just one-off purchase uh the other thing of aggregation is just deciding where to eat i used to use doordash as a place to look uh where to eat uh just based on not the best deal but just in terms of what was around but i've even though so cartlex right now doesn't have enough travel or uh, enough restaurants to decide but as that gets bigger i could use that as a way to say hey where should i eat okay a really interesting thing i was thinking about was suggestions the big idea here is Cardlytics, presumably, should be able to know what you want to buy before you buy it, all right? Um, one thing that Netflix always talked about was, wow, we have all this data. We will know what you want to watch before you want to watch it. Um, and we can have this great suggestion box because we have all this data, right? But start thinking about it. They are limited to just Netflix. They are limited to large blocks of data and not very finite little data, right? If I watch two shows a day uh, over a week or one movie, like that's much different than transactional data where I go to Walmart and I have 30 items and then I go and I have my subscription service and then I have, uh, you know, an online purchase. And then I go out to eat. Like there's so much more little data over across a lot of different things. And the other aspect of this, right, is like Amazon, same thing with their suggestions. They're limited to presumably their Amazon data. I mean, you can get a little bit different here, but, but between the two, like back to Netflix is they don't have all streaming data. They don't see... Hey, here's what you watch on, because here's the difference with Carlos. They don't have, here's what you watch on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, HBO, all these different things. Uh, we know all this information at all time. And here's the show you should watch based on all this. Uh, here's the best suggestion, right? Like That would be even more interesting, but they're not doing that. That's limited to Netflix. Carlytics has all retailers. They're not limited to just Am Amazon. They have all retailers, and they could presumably suggest the best thing for you to buy. Um... The other aspect that I just want to hit on with these suggestions is this could lead to very, very high effectiveness in terms of you have all these offers, right? You could suggest out of all these offers, here's the best offer and why this is important or why this could be interesting. And it might be so effective that it might actually lead to other issues where they stop spending time in the app. 
but this, again, this is long-term when you have all this data and you could almost perfectly picture or perfectly suggest what you should buy at all times. Uh, and then it could just even just buy it for you and you never have to buy a thing again. That gets a little crazy. But for here, people are always like, oh, well, Facebook has so much, they open their app all the time because they're addicted. They're on the app all the time. And so our pool will never be the same with Carlist because who opens their bank app all the time and they never spend time on it. Think about though, if your data is so much better and you could suggest the perfect thing to somebody and it's solicited. The reason with Facebook, you have to be, like, you need all this time and opening the app and all this engagement is because people aren't there to look at the, the, the ads and the offers or to buy something. They're usually there for something else, right? Instagram looking at photos. I don't want these offers and, or these ads, right? They're unsolicited. Now they're getting a little bit different with the marketplace and maybe that, you know, adds to it, but, but that's not the primary purpose of being there. While Carlytics, you're going there to look at the offers. And so essentially you, on Facebook, you need all that time in order for the, to decrease the odds of, of converting the customer. Or Cardlytics, if you had that perfect suggestion, let alone it was just like, hey, buy it now. Here's, here's this perfect suggestion, buy it now. You could open up the app one time a week, order maybe five different things from five different stores at one time and be done in one minute and have extremely high ARPU in comparison to Facebook. So that's just something I've been thinking about. So suggestions, uh, I mean, my wife will use Target Circle to decide what to buy. Uh, you know, before she goes to the store. But I started really thinking, like, Carlytics has data, not only what I buy, but when I buy it, right? So a suggestion based on, like, CPG stuff is like, hey, you bought toothpaste two months ago. Um, although you usually buy it every two and a half months, here's a deal at Walmart for that, for that same, like, you know, that same toothpaste or a very similar brand. You want to buy this now? So that's one suggestion. And then another one would be like, hey, like, if it was just a similar item, uh, you bought soap last month, now it's 15% off. Would you like to stock up? Or wait, so... So that, so that the first one's just based on like timing, like saying, Hey, you know, this is the same, like you could say, this is the same toothpaste. You usually buy this every two and a half months. Uh, although it's early, do you want to stock up now? Uh, stock up now. You could do similar items. Say, Hey, you, uh, you bought this soap last month and now a very similar ones at 50% off. Would you like to stock up now? And so the reason why I thought this was interesting, right? Is because usually like if I run out of soap, it goes out. Then I, 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 my instinct is, okay, now I go to the store, buy the same one I always do. There's no time for converting me to buy something else. I'm not thinking when I go to the store, like, huh, that one's on sale, I'll buy it, because I'm not thinking about it, right? But if they're telling me, right, hey, you're gonna probably run out of soap pretty soon, because it's been two months, and it's usually every two and a half months, they have this data, <laughs> or they will with, with bridge integration, uh, it starts playing on reasoning, respecting tendency, or justification tendency. I am, it's just... It's like, wow, that makes sense. I should stock up right now and save money. That's responsible. And people might look at that or think about it, especially the way I'm, I'm talking about it and, and how I'm saying I'm getting really excited about it. I think people could be like, oh, that just doesn't make sense. But I really think it does. I, I think of my, my hair gel, right? Uh, I, I buy it pretty infrequently, probably once a month. And I always just buy the same one because once it runs out, I just go and default to buy the same one. I have no, there's no time or, or, or that little time period to, to convert me. But if they knew, okay, every one month, and here's a very similar brand that's that has good reviews and it's 15% off, uh, do you just want to buy it now in the cart and we'll send it to you? You might, you know, you might still use your other one, but you're gonna you're gonna need one and you could save some money right now. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, so the timing of when you do this matters. The relevance to other SKU items matters. I mean, it's just it, it gets. It gets, so, I mean, essentially, you could just start suggesting all these different SKU-level items to get the best deal across everything. And if it's very quick and uh, very like low friction, and that's why I started thinking about multiple things, you could essentially open the app and be like, hey, right now, here's a time where we should uh, you should just buy all these things because you're going to need them. You need the toilet paper. You need uh, towels. And here's the best deals. And we'll send them to your house, right? And then what if you could sign up for a subscription service? And then it like, showed you, like... Oh, hey, if you were, uh, uh, other users who are using this are saving an average of 25% or, or saving $1,000 a year and you're not doing this. And it, by just subs like subscribing where it's maybe you can add even it's, you know, you pay to do this, but I never thought about that. But you just sign up and say, yes, I wanted to automatically purchase these for me based on the best deals that are most relevant to me to save me money and ship to my house. I, I don't know. Like. I'm, this whole thing is just throwing out some crazy ideas to lead to crazier ideas, right? If, if no one's crazy to think of it, nothing else will change. So again, the other aspect was combining, you know, so 
buying from within the bank app, you have the single item, which I think is very reasonable. I mean, it lowers the time between I see an offer, I don't have to go to the store, remember what I added uh, to my card, and then check out. If I could just see an offer, buy it now, that will be amazing. But the other aspect is being able to add different SKU level items across different stores, Target, Walmart, uh, Best Buy. I add them all these individual items and then check out at one time. That might not be the easiest thing, and I think I talk about it later in this write-up, uh, but it might work with something where everything's already aggregated, like an Amazon. And given the chief technical officer was working with Amazon and advertising, uh, who knows? Maybe that's very practical. And the fact that Chase already works with Amazon, with using their Chase points, I mean, there's so many things that could easily work here. But essentially, at the, the issue right now is that because things are not at a skewed level, if I have a 10% off Best Buy, well, well, now I have to go through the work of either going to the store, picking it out, remembering I have the offer, to, hey, here's these individual items. I can buy it right now in the app uh, and it ships to me, right? But the other aspect is I could, maybe I could add it to my cart and it then says, okay, now check out. And it'll take me to like the Best Buy uh, website and then I check out, right? And so there's just so much more possibilities, I think, with the skew within the existing bank app that I just, I never even considered. Uh, suggestions where to eat, again, uh, I think it, it, essentially like I started even thinking about just more interesting th stuff like if you could add like integrate like reviews like Yelp reviews but then I thought okay that'll probably deter people like even if you had a 50% offer at this really like low rated place no one's gonna ever use it or the same thing where it says oh 20 people or a thousand people have used this offer well then it might be a social proof aspect where then oh the other ones aren't that great um, and so I don't know if that'd work but an interesting thing would be if Cardlytics would say stuff like this is the best offer this company's ever done increasing the motivation like this company usually does 5% and all of a sudden they're doing 15% like take advantage of this uh, I thought that'd be interesting or this is a this is the best offer in relation to other in the category like this is a really good offer right now I don't know. I mean, it it, it, it gets interesting. And, and in order to be the best offer, you you know maybe the advertiser has to spend more to do that, and then they're more likely to use it. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's a function of, of placement uh, within the app. Okay, notifications. This is another big one. Uh, badge notifications. Here, if you don't know what that is, it's a little it's a little badge on your app. Okay. Everyone always talks about push notifications, and I think that's gonna happen. I mean, already in my US Bank app, uh, there is a section that they added under cashback deals for notifications to turn on push notifications. It doesn't let me do it, but it lets me, there's an email notifications, and I can turn that on and off, but when I click the push notification, it doesn't work, like it says, oh, this is uh, out of order or something. And so I think they're gonna be adding that. I mean. Chase already does it where if I redeem an offer, I get a push notification. So like banks are already doing this. We're seeing it. They've talked about it. Uh, but I think everyone's like, okay, that, that's one great way. But one really interesting thing is badge notifications. The reason why I think that's really interesting is one, it's not spammy. I mean, it's just boom, it's right there. Like I'll, I'll see all of a sudden my bank and there's a notification. And so, and the only way to clear it is by opening the app. And so where a push notification, I can just dismiss it and clear it and not have to enter the app. Uh, I would have to go in and see what the notification is. So now I'm already in the app. I'm more likely now to look at the offers and whatnot. Um, it's also with the banks. It's just so interesting because it's like, oh my, 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 my first thought is probably like, is there fraud? Is there a double purchase? Is there something wrong? Um, do I need to free my, freeze my credit? Anything, right? And so I'm more likely to then open the app and see what the, the offer is. So I'm very focused. I mean, I'll get push notifications all the time and I'll see Buffalo always get rid of it. Banks though, usually I'm not because I don't know what the issue is. Um, the other aspect why it's good with the banks is they probably want, they're, they're already doing this with like, I'll get a credit card offer. And if they want to, and so be like, hey, there's this new deal, uh, sign up now. And that's what this notification is. I should open my, my app right now and see what it is. Cause I, that's why this is a screenshot from my phone. Um, but if they want to increase the amount of these badge notifications, increase the amount of people opening the app and engaging with the app, uh, here's a perfect reason. May once a day, you have an offer from Cardlytics, the best offer. And so it, again, you don't have to even do push notifications. You do the badge notifications. To clear, you have to go into the app. You're more receptive because you, it's your bank. You're maybe concerned. Um, it, it just gets, I, I think this could be more effective than push notifications. And it's just, and it's, it's more, it's simpler. Uh, it, it, I, I, <laughs> Once I thought it, I'm like, wait, why, are, why, are, why have I never thought of this? Maybe everyone else has. And I'm just like, this is just so much better. The other thing is just, you probably only need one notification. And I've heard management, I think it was Lynn, uh, Lynn has even talked about this, where it's like, there's no reason to notify the users right now if they have four offers on a bad old, uh, like the old user interface. And, and if it, we, we send them a notification, it's like, wow, there's a bad 
first impression. And now if we give them offers later on, they're not going to go back and check. So again, I really hope they continue to wait to do notifications until we get on the new UI, more self-service utilization uh, by the agencies and maybe even SMBs in the future. So we get more offers and more uh, relevant offers. And then you notify someone they're like, wow, this whole time this has been here and these are all the offers. This is amazing. Right. And then once you have that, boom, you're aware of it. You're going to go on and probably use it on an ongoing basis. And if they, and if they don't, well then for those other users, you could use push notifications. But I've noticed with my friends that once I let them know about these offers, and if, as long as they have quite a few offers on there, uh, most continue to use it. And if I check back every so often, they're like, Oh yeah, I've used more offers because now they're aware of it. So again, you only, only need probably one offer. Uh, or one notification skew possibilities so yes we've already talked about you know skew is a huge portion of the ad marketplace uh, but to further capitalize on it instead of just placing offers i have some thoughts of what we could do and this and i thought some of these got got a little bit interesting so the first thing is qr codes uh, that are in person that can link to the mobile banking app we'll talk about this that you could add offers to other digital ads, like on a Facebook ad or a YouTube ad. Um, the fact that this could become more of a marketplace with the SKU and then individual pricing. So again, CPG, consumer packaged good. Think of your, like your toiletries or just things that you buy on a regular basis. Uh, but I never realized how big of a problem CPG advertisements were uh, until I listened or watched an interview with VaynerMedia uh, that was <laughs> an interview with Carlytics. And VaynerMedia, a very digital focused, Led CEO Gary Vaynerchuk, who's always seemed to be a, uh, ahead of the curve, and they've been using Carlytics. They were one of the first two ad agencies, I think, using the beta of the, the self service platform, and I think they're still using it. All right, I know they are as of even a month ago. And so they were talking, and they were just saying, Oh, yeah, the, the issue at CBG is like, Oh, we'll do, we'll do a, a Facebook ad on Oreos or like Planters Peanuts. And it's like, you'll see that offer, but it's not like you're going to click on that and then buy one can of planner's peanut you're not gonna buy one thing of oreos right it just doesn't work and so you're just essentially paying for increasing brand awareness and you don't know how effective that is in the conversion of it right i mean you, you it gets hard right there's there's uncertainty and so what you could do is you could add a very high level of certainty by placing an in an, uh, a carlytics offer with that right and so the one way I've thought about this, and I just talked about like, you know, CBG, 16% of digital ad spend. So it's a very big market. But like if you had TV, right? Like like an, an individual item, if it was not even on TV, you have these QR codes and right now they're using them just to like open up, find more information. What if you had 5% off of Burger King for this item? Like that you scan their code and it opens up in your app and or just activates it on your card because a very interesting thing is if you get an email from Carlytics or from your bank like Chase and there's offers in there if you just click on them you it doesn't make you sign into your bank app and then add them you just have to click them on the bank app and so presumably right and this I'll get into this more but presumably you could use QR codes scan it and it just activates it to your account you, it, it, there, there has to be a way to do it I, I won't accept that there's not <laughs> um and so the reason why this is very important then, right? Instead of just seeing the TV ad and then be like, oh, did they, is, are the people that are buying it based on this ad or not? You then know, okay, they saw this ad. We have a, a QR code specific offer that is only for people who saw this TV ad. Then we can see, did they actually purchase it? Yes, they did. And they, they purchased it because they had that offer and because they saw that TV ad, uh, they, because they saw that print in the magazine. Uh, I mean, it just gets so interesting. Of I was even driving to Chicago and there was these big billboards super far away and I tried my QR code and it worked. So you, I mean, you, now you can measure the billboards effectiveness. And the interesting thing is, is it's like, you're just building on top of other digital ads or other in-person ads. Like this doesn't mean like you could still have all these other advertising platforms, but they're like, well, we also need to use Cardlytics because we want to tr uh, track the true measurements and have certainty in the data and know how effective this ad is. That's why it gets even more interesting. Uh, Okay, well, if it's on your phone, like Facebook or YouTube, it's not like you can scan a QR code, right? Or Instagram or something like that. But that's why it's like, what would be interesting is if you had a link, if you had like an affiliate link where it's just like, you click it, like your email, and it just opens up and it's like, oh, you activated the offer. I mean, that would be cool. <laughs> uh, because then once again, like that Oreos offers or Planters Peanuts offers that's on digital, uh, like, uh, like Facebook, it might say, hey, activate this offer for 10% off Walmart, right? For Planters Peanuts, right? Click, added my card, awesome. <laughs> And then maybe you get like later on, you can see in your thing, you have like a cart of things that you're supposed to buy or, or, uh, you know, 
it, it could get really interesting when you start intermingling all these things. Um, I kind of talked about this before, but I really think that with the SKU level items, like they've, Carlos has already showed, hey, you can have SKU and you can add it to your list and they can add your offers. I feel like with the, the SKU, it'd be really nice to just buy it now. Uh, I don't know if with like a Diet Coke, you can buy it now and send it to you, but maybe like a, a retailer and a cloth, a clothing line, you just check, you see the offer, you buy it right now in the app, not take you to an, another app. You just buy it in the app, sends it out, and then submits the order, ships to you, or you have to go pick it up in the store. Um, or the fact that you can add this to a list and then add all the offers at one time, right? That's what this does. Uh, if you could just, you could add all the individual items, add it to a shopping cart, and then order it right now, or, you know, takes you to Kroger's website to buy it all now to then go pick up like that again minimizing the amount of steps needed I don't have to go to the store remember what offers uh, that I had to go find them all buy them all like you minimize the efficiency the the amount of steps required the utilization and ARPU could go up insane amounts uh and then, yeah, I already talked about the Amazon integration because it's like, I thought about it'd be cool. Like, hey, you could have all these different stores, add them all to your cart and check it out one time and then it gets shipped to you, right? That gets so complex. Like a, a Walmart offer, a Target, all these different things. But it's like, well, if you just did this with just Amazon and then you have all these other stores that are already working with Amazon, they've aggregated all the stores and you just said, hey, if you do it with Amazon, uh, it'll ship to you. Like that would at least be cool. And given that the CTO uh, worked at Amazon and was with advertising, like, there has to be something that comes out of that. And if not, I'm disappointed. Uh, individual pricing, we've already talked about that, but essentially what I really just want to hit home, uh, you know, everyone always talks about this, this, you know, individual pricing aspect, but what would be unique is like, if you just removed all offers out of every single store and every single restaurant, like, or a fast food place. So like, imagine, imagine Target no longer had to do any deals uh, or Bird Gang never had a different deal on a thing because what they don't want is like that person that goes and buys that same Colgate toothpaste all the time. They're like, oh, cool, I get 20% off and I was gonna buy it anyways. They don't want that, right? They wanna, you you would you don't wanna give a deal to someone who what is, was gonna buy it anyways, right? Um, and so you could essentially get rid of it. You would save so much time from going and changing the little cards and say what's on sale, putting out the offers and the ads, uh, putting it online, doing all these things. If you could just control in one spot and it's individual to the person, I mean, that would be amazing, especially for franchises or let alone you're just controlling it at a corporate level and it's all done. But like franchises, they've talked about this a lot and why, why people like Carlytics for franchises is like, you don't have to let all the individual franchisees know what the offers and don't have to put up a sign, don't have to change the menu. Uh, it's just like, boom, it's, it's individual to each one of these people uh and it just automatically works and they don't have to do anything again all about efficiency okay Whew. <laughs> uh why ad spend could increase so beyond a shift for more advertising spend from SKU and cpg uh they could add the self-service within the banks and then the neo banks they could have auction-based pricing they could have uh statistics on the long-term value versus the customer acquisition acquisition costs. Uh, they could also just make the payments based on that instead of return on ad spend. And they could use this platform to incentivize other behaviors to optimize their business. So in terms of self-service, uh, why this is important to have it in the banks, the neobanks, again, it's just, you're gonna have more testing by uh, uh, small to medium businesses. This is why Facebook was so successful. It's like, hey, you can just test out for a dollar in your app. Does this work? Oh, it worked? Okay, now I'm gonna try $200, now 2000 7000 You could individually scale it and across a lot of SMBs, it's become really important. Uh, less friction to place an offer. Again, I can just, I don't have to go onto another website. I can just go into my bank app where I already have it. I'm already thinking about it. I'm seeing the other Carlytics offers. Hey, I wanna do that. Boom, go over to the next page, place an offer. And it's just greater chance of discoverability of all these uh, advertisers. If they say, hey, if there's a section that says place an offer, it's in their bank account where they're already thinking, hey, we noticed you had a, a slow month or do you wanna increase how much revenue you have? And there's just that little spot within the bank while they're thinking about their bank and checking on their, their business. And you can do it all within the bank that's gonna increase the odds of this all happening. And I've had people say, hey, well, what about bots and other, one, and other issues um, with placing ads? I mean, Dosh has a spot on their website which, which shows all the requirements that are required uh, to place an offer. Uh, and so I think that kind of weeds out all the, the, the bot aspect. But during Investor Day, they, they talked at length about you know giving the banks more power to monitor this um, and give them control over it as well. So I, I think they're even kind of thinking along these lines. And if they're not, I'm surprised. Auction-based pricing, people have talked about this in the past, like this is just kind of where it needs to go, kind of like where you're bidding on uh, ads on other digital platforms, right? 
I think, and I've been talking about the, like, I was talking with someone in there, and it's like, okay, what's really interesting is the return on ad spends are very high, but the long-term value to customer acquisition cost ratios are just absurd right now, but that's fine, right? That's not what they're aiming on. And it's, I think it's just kind of like comparing to Google in the early days where it's like, at the time when people are just learning about how Google works, the, you could get, <laughs> like, uh, like the, the ad spend was ridiculously low, right? But as people discover it, you know, it goes up and that's what we'll need for, or what can happen from auction-based pricing. But what becomes really interesting, and this is kind of what is, oh, so one thing I wanted to talk about that maybe some other people haven't talked about is you could use auction-based pricing for the placement in the featured section. Uh, it's easy to see right now in the Dosh app because it's not in the uh, other banks, but they have a feature section. You could say, hey, if you want in your category, because other categories have different margin profiles, so someone could place like pay more for the ad than someone else, uh, you could say, we're going to have one restaurant, one retailer, one D to C, all these different things, right? Uh, and they could say, hey, here's an auction base for this person or th this category of people, you know, and uh, pay for this, this this section. Could also have auction-based pricing for the order of the offers. Uh, but again, different margin profile, so you want maybe want to separate that by category. But what I thought that becomes interesting is you you would if you had auction-based pricing, you wouldn't have to you could just show the customer the statistics on long-term value to customer acquisition costs. Uh, there's this spot that was from in practice about from Andy, uh, Andrew Christensen uh, about that people have been thinking about the, the, the customer acquisition cost versus lifetime value. And so people are already thinking about that, right? And the reason this is important is because you could spend a significantly amount amount more and it's still reasonable to spend that in the channel because the long-term value to the customer acquisition cost is reasonable in comparison to other platforms and that there's certainty in that what you're doing. And so what I started doing is I just wanted to make this dashboard. Let's see if I can make it a little bit bigger. And this is just for illustration purposes. I can't even show you all in here. So you can check it out later. But essentially I, what I was thinking about, and you, if you were actually using Carlytics, it wouldn't be on an individual. It would be a group of people. But you could say, okay, in this group of people, there's all these people that are spending all this in this category uh, or multiple, yeah, in this category for multiple different places. This was their traditional uh, like profit amount. Um, and here, like if you convert this customer reasonably, they'll spend the same amount. And if you could say, hey, maybe you're trying to motivate QR code payments or in-app payments to increase the efficiency and there's different uh, incremental margins, well, then this is going to be your lifetime value on this customer. And then, so the interesting aspect, all you'd have to do is say, okay, if someone was spending 25 cents and they're just doing one coffee, maybe their, their return on ad spend is eight. It's 8x. Wow, that's great. But if you just show the customer, like, hey, this is what they were spending. This is what they're, we, they think they're going to spend. Well, then your lifetime value over CAC is actually negative because your customer acquisition cost was nothing. And this is just an insane ratio. And you're like, wait, I only spent 25 cents and it led to $120. Oh my goodness. I could have spent, <laughs> this is where I was just going, I could have spent $50 and still had a LTV to CAC of 2.47. Oh my goodness. Like, I'm just, again, this is just for illustration purposes where you don't have to charge based on this, but if you just show the customer and they're just looking at these old ones and say, oh my goodness, we could spend so much more and this is still making sense. It just, it gradually, they'll start talking to other people. They, you're giving them the statistic to increase their awareness of what's going on, to tell other people, to tell other, their managers, to compare to other platforms. Uh, and the other thing is like, this is, this could be forecast based. This could be like, Hey, these are what we've actually converted. This is the incremental conversion over the last year. And so I just started thinking, okay, you could even charge based on this. Maybe people, you know, they want to say, Hey, I want to pay based on this. Or I mean, maybe it's easier with the function of uh, auction based pricing where they, they can look at it and have projections of what can happen. You're giving them all this information. Uh, and then it just leads to them spending more, but it could also be that they say, Hey, I'll, I want to do it based on what actually happened or incremental for certain where we to do two times LTV to CAC over a, a three-year span. Uh, we want to pay that only based on what we've actually converted. And so it, it just gets, it could get interesting, right? So I think as we saw here, that was a 200 times increase in ad spent and it still made sense, but this is just a made up example and maybe the numbers don't work exactly or I'm not doing the formulas exactly perfect. Uh, but I do think it's important, right? I really think where this channel goes is people are saying, hey, if we can just spend, let's say we spend a dollar uh, and our incremental margins are a dollar. So we spent a dollar, got back a dollar in that person. And now they're converted. And now they, they spend all their money with us every single year forever. Uh, we essentially acquired a customer for free <laughs> and then benefited from everything. Well, then if you're just telling them these figures, they could say, well, we could have spent $2 and our customer acquisition cost would have been a dollar and we still got $100 in the future. Like, And that was 100x. Like, it, 
and so they could just slowly start increasing their ad spend, right? And again, the fact that it's certainty in the data and that's purchase data and you have the control groups of purchase in store data and there's no question about it and you're not gonna lose your, you have the privacy risk like with tracking and, and pixels like on Facebook with iOS 14 and all these other issues that, that and, it, and it, you're, you know, it just all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes so much sense that when I talk to people and it doesn't make sense, I'm like, am I losing it? But I don't think so. I don't think, I just think it's only a matter of time. And again, people will be like, well, then why is it not there yet? It, ta it, it takes time. You have to test it out. And it's just, it's so crazy. I think for some people that's like, it, it, it becomes hard to believe. And you've been using these other platforms so long and you have the doubt of voice. Like, I'm not wrong. These are, these are, these are perfect. I am earning 14 uh, turn times return on ad spend on my platform. And I don't know, but like we saw, even if it does work perfectly, it just, it takes a while for every single year, they review their ad budget and then they'll increase it on a yearly basis and it'll slowly increase. But I think if you just start giving them the data and they see these facts, and that could be exactly what's happening today, uh, but you don't have to tell them, you just show them, they can do it themselves. The other thing is just we can see a shift from incentivizing certain behaviors. Starbucks has always been on the lead with everything. I mean, you can see that they're focused on customer conversion and the loyalty by, by mentioning their loyalty system all the time in their offers. But this was the first time where I saw an app-only purchase. And so that led me to thinking, oh, we could start seeing QR code-only purchases where restaurants are low on staff and they're trying to incentivize the QR code so they don't have to have as much uh, waitresses or waiters. And so they could say QR code only. Um, and then it, you could also say that they'll increase the ad spend because they could say, okay, if we motivate that behavior, there's different margins on that, or we need less staff, uh, increases the efficiency, like mobile pickup, like at Starbucks. I went to Chicago. There's this area where there's a ton of people. Uh, it was just like, they're like, uh, my friends don't have cars, right? Or they have one car and they walk everywhere because there's so much there. Well, we went to the Starbucks and I couldn't believe how many people were in there for mobile pickup. And it was super efficient. People go in, pick up their coffee, pick, go in, pick up their coffee. And the person that was handing out the coffee was out there just wheeling and dealing, right? All of a sudden someone walks in and, and they did not have mobile pickup. And I mean, this was super busy in Chicago. The person that we uh, had to go to the cashier, the person that person that was handing them out went to the beat of the cashier. Well, then it stopped everything. It became super inefficient like it, was, it, it previously was. And they had to go through, decide what they wanted. They paid. It took forever. And then they were back to, to, to going it. So if you could just keep motivating the more efficient behaviors and optimize your business, well, then it becomes not even like, oh, what's our return here? It's like, okay, how can we optimize this? And this is leading to this revenue. I mean, it just gets insane of what can happen when you can now incentivize certain behaviors, not just to shop there, how you shop there. Another interesting thing I never heard mentioned was bank exclusive offers. So everyone's like, okay, all the banks are on the platform. Uh, why do they want that? Or how do they compete against the Neo banks? If I'm Chase, you could have Chase specific offers and, and the bank could say, okay, we're, we're getting all these other benefits from engagement and utilization uh, that this revenue share really means nothing to us. So actually we're going to put all our revenue share in our own offers where maybe it was 25% at a certain place, but now we want it to be 50% where it's a chase exclusive offer. And maybe you work with influencers, excuse me, where on Instagram they're promoting, oh, here's my collection at American Eagle. VaynerMedia was talking about this and they, they sponsor American Eagle. So I started thinking about this, but it's like, here's our American Eagle collection and our offers are exclusive at Chase. And then there's a link to add that offer and it's only for Chase. Well then users, if they want to use it, they have to have Chase. And they might say, wow, that's a really good deal. I can get 50% off for these clothes if I have Chase. My card only gives me 1% cash back. This is gonna be 50%? I mean, you, you get my point. Like, So it's good for the banks, increases his engagement, increases sign up, cardlytics, increases awareness. Of, of these offer sections. Wait, what is it? What, how do I get this offer? I just scan this code and it goes to this. Oh, you don't have the chase for the, uh, you know, there's just, and so increases awareness. They, they, they increases utilization of the offers because now they're, they're, they're paying more uh, or, or maybe funding more of the consumer incentive aspect. Advertisers, they increase not only their revenue, but convert more customers, but they also have certainty in the results because they're using Carlytics and seeing the purchase data. Uh, consumers save money on products that they like with uh, people they like because they're, they're influence or they're, they're influencers that they, they like. They're looking at that for a reason. Um, and influencers can get paid. Maybe that's how they're doing this. Just throwing it out. Another thing you couldn't, you could actually create float with Carlytics. Uh, essentially Dosh has a thing where you can't cash out under $25. And so you could do a thing where it's like, okay, even if you redeemed an offer, earn that amount, the advertiser could pay Carlytics like after 30 days, but maybe that consumer doesn't make the full $25 for 
uh, a whole year, so you have 11 months interest-free loan where you can do whatever you want with that. I don't know if Cardless even has a purpose for that right now, uh, but it was just an interesting thing to think about. Uh, maybe a better way would be not to do it with the banks, you do it with the neobanks, and maybe you do it to, for it to make more sense. You say, oh, it's because you get uh, a gift card, and those are in $25 increments. But this might decrease engagement and excitement and all these other things with Carlytics. And so uh, it, it would have to be tested. But it, And so it might not even be worth using, but it's just an idea. Maybe you can think of something else. So <laughs> I thought that I could do this in 20 minutes. And I started just making this, going this really as fast as I could, talking really fast. The write-up is on Substack, first link. So again, I believe ARPU and revenue could be extremely large. I have seen, you know, we talked about $130 billion worth of offers in, in, in Carlytics in my last write-up. Go check it out. Well, this is kind of how. Like, there's so many interesting ways of why this could be so large and have so many offers. Essentially, where all payments and all transactions have to go through Carlytics or all advertising has to go through. Like, like if you have all the Facebook ads and everything else and, and TV ads, well, we also have used Carlytics to track that effectiveness. Or if I want to shop and I have my suggestions and I'm just defaulting and, and Carlytics is buying things on the best deals before I even have to think about it, like, and they get to me before anyone else, like, that's where all, all it's shifting all my ad spend, right? Or all my spending. I mean, you just can start getting really crazy with this. And so again, I can vision the offer section being the number one tool for advertisers. You have certainty and results actual data on CPG and other skew level offers and you have the most receptive advertising medium due to being solicited rather than unsolicited. Uh, you're, we're unsolicited. You're you know placing an ad where someone doesn't want it. It's just because the eyeballs are there. And this could be the best tool for shoppers due to the aggregation of all the offers, the ability to shop deals from all stores in one app that are offers, that are offer-based, uh, targeted based on actual past purchases from all stores. So you're getting essentially, you know, what is the best deal for you? Uh, knowing what you want before you even need it, uh, simplifying decision-making and saving time from searching uh, other sites. It's just in one spot, makes it really easy. Uh, save time from having to go to the stores uh, when we can order just straight from the app and then just go pick it up in a great way to increase engagement for the banks, you know, and, and can, they can accelerate this by adding self-service with the banks and accelerate it by funding exclusive bank offers. So this was just my initial thoughts and my ideas for Cardlytics. And hopefully you can marry this qualitative aspect with the quantitative aspect I described in my last write-up regarding why this could be a, a, a trillion dollar company. Um, and maybe this leads to some other thoughts I would love to know what you're thinking. Maybe you have other ideas and make this interesting. And again, at the end of the day, this doesn't have to happen. Um, but it, if by thinking about it, it as the investor too, it's like maybe this is a reason that you don't sell right away because you could say, oh, well, this is where it could be. So I hope you enjoyed this video. I hope you enjoy the write-up. Uh, if you enjoy the write-up, make sure you subscribe. Absolutely free. Uh, but that way you get notification when I do have a new one. And I hope to see you on the next one. Thanks, everyone.